the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every freaking podcast provider in and around God's beautiful blue-green orb that we call planet Earth. We call it that. Anybody who denies that fact is out of their damn mind. Uh, Because we do call it planet Earth. (laughs) The Michael Dupree Variety Hour is the world's only mandatory podcast. I'm your dad. Michael Dupree. It is the 10th of August, baby. And you know what? I, I think it's time that we, we reflect on the year. I think we call it a wrap. I think we just have New Year's early. I don't think anyone's going to argue if we skip a couple holidays this year. Yeah, no. I do. I look. I love Halloween. I love Hall of Thanksgiving, and I love uh, the Christmas uh, and the holidays in general. But they're not even going to be the same this year. Well, who in the right mind thinks we're going to have like trick or treating on Halloween? <laughs> who in the right mind think it's going to be a good idea to get big families together to have delicious hot meals on thanks thanks. Thanksgiving. And on top of all that, who in their right mind thinks it's going to be a good idea to have a big, fat, high-risk elderly man visit every home on the planet and deliver Christmas cheer goods? A COVID Christmas special is is needed. Santa saves Christmas from COVID. Because if he doesn't, then he's not. There's not going to be able to spread Christmas cheer this year. That's just that's just a fa- matter of fact. Uh, that's true. Rudolph, Santa Claus, Baby New Year, and Frosty the Snowman come together to battle COVID. It's the holy trifecta. Yeah. And the little elf guy pilots the magic school bus that they all travel <laughs> and the microscope become microscopic to battle the uh-huh. disease the uh-huh. genome sounds it's, great look i i so that all that said i just think it's i just don't think that there's really any reason to continue going with this year no and we just skip we just collectively skip ahead to 2021 mm-hmm. this thing will likely still be running its course but at least we won't have to have those awkward conversations, right? Like, oh, I can't bring my kid out to trick or treat this year. And it's like, oh, what? Are you a snowflake? Yeah, I actually am a snowflake. The kids already are wearing masks, so why is it a big deal? You're not. You're gonna have to have that conversation. Yeah, it's true. It's true. With me and all my 25 kids. Yeah, you have a lot of kids for one person. Yeah. I mean, when you when you go to the store and you're like, you know, they have free kids, you know, buy one get two free, mm-hmm. then it's like it's like you it's know. a deal. It's like I know I don't need another kid, but it's like when you ha- when they're on woohoo like this, you know, 
Right. Anyway, that uh, that was a joke from my my Kroger shoppers. <laughs> Kroger shoppers. Oh boy, we have a good show for you guys today. Uh, we've got a wonderful Ask MDVH segment. Uh, and we're going to be playing a fun game later uh, where we'll be uh, testing Raymond's knowledge on if song a song songs that are switched swapped from major to minor key. See if we can guess. Oh, what they are. that should be fun. Uh, so stick around for that. Uh, but right now we are joined by my big brother, my big scary brother. Uh, I'm super he, scary. He is a comedian. He's a musician. He is a laborer. I'm so laborer. He's a blue collar uh, laborer, hauling art, as they say. Uh, And his name is Raymond Dupree. Luxury items, baby. Luxury items are essential, too. Yes. You you, you guys uh, started going back and and hauling art pretty soon. Why why is that? No, we were... We were... Uh, we were off for two months, two and a half months. Oh, um, long yeah. Um, we went back like towards the end of May, early June. Um, and, uh, yeah, like a lot of jobs that were deemed essential are nebulously like, it's like, eh, dubious. Uh, it's a du- dubious, uh, claim to say they're essential to say the least. So. It's an interesting um, job title to say art courier, though. I'm not a courier. I'm a, a preparator. A, a preparator. A preparator. Yeah. Is that? Are, yeah. you, are you? Are you mean? Are you? Are you memeing on me? No. It's like if you if you look into it's like part of like the museum conservators and technicians like thing like field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, art preparator. It's basically Ooh, so you just could get into the museum. You think you could become an, a museum curator in the future based on this career path? No. You, you I'd have to go to, I'd have, to Well, I both. One I if even if I wanted to um I'd have to go back to school and I I'd, I'd have to like intern at a museum and like just because I'm an art handler or art pre- preparator doesn't mean that I can just jump into that line but it's a notch in your belt it's very it's a notch in your belt yeah i guess so i've been around been around art for five five years you know how to handle art and you've damaged minimal of it uh you know i've punched a few holes in a da vinci and stuff so you know no i haven't i've I've damaged art yes no but i've I've damaged that you've damaged uh, it's just like little, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was this piece that we, uh, I won't say where we were at or who it was by, but there was this piece that looked like, like, uh, uh, HVAC ductwork and it was like all painted up. And one of my, one of my coworkers like was like, I had, I was carrying it forward. So like the piece was in front of the piece I was carrying was in front of me and I couldn't see below me. And my coworker stepped over it, beh- walking behind. He could see it, and he didn't warn me it was there. And so I like was wearing boots, and I like stepped on it a little bit, and uh, and I was like, "What the what the fuck happened?" Uh, and uh, I had to like go take go to my uh, guy who was supervising at the time. Like, look what I did, and uh, explain what happened. I swear to God, I'm like, I wear boots. 
I would have noticed I stepped on an HVAC ductwork, and I still I, – I think I did, but he is convinced that I didn't, and I just took the, the rap for it. The other guy stepped on it and then threw me under the bus because I didn't notice it at all. I'm like, I, I feel like I would have noticed it, but I'm wearing boots, so maybe I didn't. Wow. So do you get in trouble? No, no. I, I immediately brought it to their attention and was like, yeah, I fucked up somehow. I didn't even they notice have insurance, I stepped on like the, the, They have insurance. Oh, he was able to fix it. There was no problem. Okay. Yeah. Just, just a little, little. It's just, it's, it's duct work. I mean, it's art. So you just got to put it work. in rice for about 30 minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let it dry out. Get all the, <laughs> the fluids out of it. Yeah. Drain the fluids. Oh, well, that's um, fun. Yeah. But I'm, uh, that is, it's not, it's, it's a cool line of work and stuff, but, uh, uh, the place that I'm at, there's not a whole lot of room for advancement. So I, it's like kind of inevitable that I'm going to have to find something else. Yeah. yeah. So in my world, uh, I, as of today or not as of today, as of what last, uh, Tuesday, I'm officially a homeowner, baby. Yee! Join the homeowners club. Yeah. Uh, so you're a homeowner, right? You you yeah. uh, bought your home uh, 2018, right? Yeah, November 1st, closed on it. Uh, so what do you, what 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 advice do you have for me as a homeowner? And uh, and advice for anyone looking for a home or uh, hey, um, yeah, I I guess I have a few. I guess I have a few things. Uh, what number one, pace yourself. Um, mm-hmm. when it comes to like home projects that you want to done like say you want to paint the whole house or say you like you want to renovate the basement or you want to do something you know like take take your time with it you know don't don't you know don't put don't try to do everything at once that's what basically like because a lot of people will go in and like man you got 30 years you know if you especially if you haven't owned a house by yourself or with your partner or whatever um, and you've lived with roommates or whatever, or lived in an apartment, um, you know, that, that control, I guess, over your own house can be a, can be a lot, a lot of pressure on yourself and stress you out. So just, you know, kind of breathe, take it, take your time, enjoy it. Um, you know, and, uh, and invest in an electric, uh, uh, trimmer and weed trimmer and, uh, blower. That's like, just keep your shit together, you know. I have two main projects that I that I want to get done right away, uh-huh. and then everything else can kind of come later. Uh, I need there's like so our upstairs attic or the a bedroom used to be an attic and it got repurposed, um, and the the closet is like this long like like long long closet that's like enough for like all of mine and Emily's clothes, but it goes deep, so it's like good storage area too but there's like a hole that just like wasn't covered as part of the attic and it's it's not like a deep hole but it's a hole that I could see the cat getting into and then just like we wouldn't know how to get her out and without just like kidding getting her to come out so I want to patch that up put up some like like uh, like drywall or something like that just cover that part of it and I need to extend this like do some like HVAC work in the basement. That's should be pretty simple, but it's stuff, stuff I've never done before. Uh, and I'm surprised at how excited I am to like actually get my hands dirty for once. Cause I got, yeah. look at these hands. Like these are soft baby hands. 
Yes. They, they've never done a day's work in their lives. No, no calluses on. Uh, not a single. I just had callus calluses on, on my one. fingertips from from shredding Plank. on the guitar. Guitar, yeah. Guitar. Uh, oh, another piece of advice is pay attention to pay attention to your taxes and your escrow stuff like that because you could go in like for me, I went in and my my mortgage payment was such such and such per month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after uh, it does change if your escrow goes up your or if the, or if yeah your mortgage payment will go up so you better just be careful because like if you buy a house and the property taxes are evaluated like way higher like for mine they went way higher uh, I ended, I'm like my escrow doesn't cover it um, so it even it even like kind of if you if you're paying attention to like your city taxes or whatever, and if they're like going up and stuff, um, which it pays to go or watch town halls because they talk about that stuff. Um, they, you know, just make sure you're putting in. I guess like, you know, you always want to put extra down towards the principal. And if you think your tax property taxes are going to go up, you might want to make an additional escrow payment every once in a while, just to kind of like stop that from like, for me, my, my payment almost went up like $120 because of property taxes. And I'm <laughs> upset because, um, you know, my, my house value went from 114 to 125 in a year or a year and a half or two years or something like that. Um, so my taxes went up and at the same time, yeah, my property taxes are worth more, but, I don't have any more taxable services that the township is providing like that they haven't done before. Like, so, you know, um, I'm, I feel like $120 more I'm paying for your, my, my taxes going up is kind of ridiculous. Cause I, this- it's not, it's not like I have like, Amazon drone delivery or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Redford's providing, you know, like, no, it's, it's annoying, and guess what? It's just going to go back down. So, because welcome back the economy. to the Michael Dupree Financial Hour, baby. <laughs> Stock markets and bonds. Yeah, baby. Uh, so, Ray, you have um, recently uh, uh-huh. gone back into making music again. Yes, sir. Um, so, for context, like you have been making music for like ten years, something well, like that. I I don't I I don't want to count the six years I took as a break, um, or as right. a mean, but like I mean, ten years, it, it, a long yeah, time so ago I, you started making music and then you stopped. Yeah, you it was what I started making. I started making beats in oh seven or oh eight, right? Something like that. Was it that long ago? Yeah, it's been pretty long. It was like we were doing the first cup stuff, uh, and that's when I was doing the spoken word poetry, wow, rap shit. Yeah, and so. I the funniest the funny story is I I I was I wanted to be a rapper because I was inspired by like Sage Francis and LP and ASAP Rock not ASAP Rocky but he's awesome too. Um I would say you know, maybe I'm, even I'm, more better more awesome. ASAP Rocky's better than ASAP Rock. Yeah, I mean yeah. if you if you want like a coherent fucking lyrics and yeah. Uh um and a lot of people a lot of old heads would be like ASAP Rocky's like a mumble rapper. How is he more coherent? Oh, anyways, um, 
yeah, so I was inspired by those guys, and so I want. I was, you know, I started writing raps and writing rhymes and stuff like that, and it was none of it was good, obviously, but I wanted to start like recording over, uh, recording over beats and stuff. I wanted to release like an, uh, an album or something, and uh, um, so I asked. Uh, I don't know if anyone's familiar, but he's part of. Uh, he's actually Danny Brown's DJ now. Uh, and Bruiser Brigade's in-house DJ, and he will occasionally produce uh, Skywalker. I went to him before he met Danny Brown and got big or whatever, and I was like, hey, we, you know, if you want to work on a project together, that would be great. And he's like, no, you have to buy beats. And I'm like, at the time, I'm like, well, your beats aren't that good enough for me to be buying them, dude. I mean, we can like, work together or whatever, but uh, uh, I also don't have money for beats. So at that point, I was like, you know, if people locally that I can even maybe afford to buy, I don't like their beats very much, then I might as well start making beats that I like and just rap over them. And soon after I started making beats, that's when I was like, forget rapping. I'm going to just make beats. And then, uh, so yeah, you were making like, just like kind of your run of the mill standard, like kind of just like lo-fi rap beats for a bit. But then... Uh, at a certain point, you shifted away from kind of trying to make beats that people would rap over into like more just like lo-fi elect- electronic, just like EPs that weren't meant to be like sung or or rapped over. You know? Yeah, I guess the the my Which first EP I that thought I... was like something was like way better. Yeah, I mean, I want I just wanted to develop as an artist. You know, like um, I it was it was so much less like. I couldn't like a lot of rappers I would find would like, Oh yeah, I'll buy something from you. And then they would just not, they wouldn't do it. And then people that I was friends with besides my buddy Ross, who would always rap over my stuff and record it and then send it right back to me um, within like a day. Sometimes uh, people would just like, you know, like even the friends that I would give beats to would often not record to them. So um, at one point I was just getting bored with that. And I was like, you know what? I, want to see what I could do as an artist myself um, instead of just making weird lo-fi hip-hop beats. And I was also, I didn't know, I was just like experimenting a lot. And I didn't know, like before going into it, I didn't know, didn't know a lot about music and I was learning, I was cutting my teeth on it. And um, and then once I started shifting over to the EPs, like my first one, uh, God, what was it called? I have to look, I'm going to look. <laughs> Because I, the long haul is the is the second one I thought. Yeah. Uh, the realm, road mount skyward, which is a uh, Mao Zedong reference, by the way, if you're a communist. Um, um. That was that was still kind of like in that transitionary period where I was like, I want people to rap over my stuff, and so like, Dank Force Anthem, Running Games, uh, Drink Force. And Lucy and the Fly, the Flying Robots. Uh, I all, I all sent, I sent those all to various people to rap over. I sent Dang Force sent them to someone. I think I sent Running Games to an R and B artist. Um, Drink Force I sent to another friend of mine who never got anything done to it. Uh, and then Lucy I think I sent to someone. And again, uh, yeah, this playing is run- underneath. <laughs> this is <laughs> Running Games, right? No, this is Dang Force um, Oh, Stink Force Anthem, okay. Um, And this is, like, this album, if you're even interested in going back, um, 
Uh, my SoundCloud is Von Cute, by the way. I haven't known, I haven't mentioned that yet. Um, v o n c u t e. Yeah. Uh, this more album is more like kind of like uh, lo-fi R&B inspired. I was listening to a lot of like Erica Badu and Jay Dilla at the time, um, and like Jill Scott. Uh, and then I kind of pre- uh, like the next album, The Long Haul. That's more of like uh, I don't care if anyone raps over this. I just want to. I just want to make an, a song. I want to make songs now. I don't want to make beats. And so that's kind of where I was going with The Long Haul. Um, this is, we used to play this stuff like a lot on like the old Michael the Pre Variety Hour when it was just on Wayne Radio. Like yeah. I used to just like play these tracks a lot on there on this album. Yeah, it's. Uh, these, I'll, I, I'm pretty proud of them. I, and if I ever get my hard drive hooked up to the computer I have right now, um, I'll probably go back through and remix them and just remaster them. You know what? You know, uh, and add a couple more, you know, bells and whistles to like kind of like make it more of a cohesive sound. Um, and this, yeah. So this is the long haul. I think this is Bloom or the Marsh. Nope. They're Marsh. Uh, um, because like the uh, the reason why like some songs I will mix up is because they sound similar and they were made almost around the same time. Yeah. Um, and it's funny if like you look at Macassar, I didn't like. I thought that was one of the weakest tracks on the record, uh, on the EP, and that's like people love that. I I, I came back after yeah, six it's years got, like, four and times I found the next most. Yeah, listen. it has five almost five hundred view likes or five hundred views. And seven likes, and I'm like, I don't understand. And it just blew up on my time when I wasn't making music. People, it must have got on something, and people like it. I don't know. Um, but it does. When I when go back and listen to it, Driftwood and Macassar are my favorites um, that I made. Um, but yeah, so, and then I my computer died. Lit, my computer died literally while I was making something. You well, then you made beaches after after the long. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry, yeah. I I was making I made beaches, which was, I think, what not not I think I think is objectively the best work that I put out. Yeah, I agree. The links the links is my favorite, one of my favorite beats that still to this day one of my favorite beats that I've made. Um, yeah, but it's like I was going way more electronic. Um. And um, yeah. So so then after that, you said your computer died on you, and then yeah, like- my computer my computer died uh, died. I think literally as I started up Fruit Loops, I had went I had started it up, and then I went uh, Fruit Loops is like a music program, a music software program. Uh, I went to the bathroom or went into the kitchen or something, came back and like my noticed that like my screen was all janky like it was black but there was like staticky kind of lines running horizontally through it Mm -hmm. um and i'm like oh no um and i tried to plug a monitor into it my video card died um and it wasn't like and so it was a laptop so it was not easy to fix it was really old laptop too yeah I, i got the laptop in 2010 I used it for like six or six years or something like that. And I used the, I mean, I used the hell out of it too. I mean, I produced on it. I played games on it. I did everything you could like, I just did everything you could do to that computer. So it lasted six years. I mean, 
to me, if a computer doesn't last longer than like five years, I, it's not a good computer. Um, and I'm still like disappointed it didn't last longer because it's not like I, you know, I took a care, I took really good care of it. It never had viruses. It never had malware. I, I mean, I paid for of antivirus software and, and uh, malware bites. It just took. It just. Uh, it was. It was its time. <laughs> it was its time. So fast forward five years, uh, and now you're making music again. Yeah. Uh, what What kind of inspired you to finally pick up pick up the the old fruity boots? Well, all right. So I got a new. Uh, well, a uh, certified pre-owned Mac um, from for my birthday from you and Claire. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took a while for it to get set up or something like that. It was March by the time I was able to use it. Um, and uh, because of the OS or the, Apple was taking forever with the OS. Um, um, and I just kind of like didn't have didn't motivate myself to do anything i would occasionally like kind of go in there and play around with it um and uh just playing around with sounds but i felt like super limited because i didn't have my library of samples that i had accumulated over the past like 10 years or whatever so i like was kind of in my own head and felt like i had lost it and i wasn't going to get it back um, and so I just kind of like took really small baby steps and like finally earlier this year in January, um, I had a breakthrough kind of like I, it, like I ha- was making a beat that just sounded really good and I'm like, Oh, okay. So here we go. Here's some momentum. And then, uh, then the Corona happened and kind of shook everything up and halfway, like, you know, like a couple weeks ago, like about a month or so ago now, uh, that's when I really started like, okay, I got to do something creative or constructive because this is crappy. My hours are down. I'm like losing my mind. I can only cut my lawn, you know, so many times a fucking week. Um, so I started really pumping out tracks and pumping out music and working on, working on tunes. Um, I have my buddy, uh, Jeremy to thank too. kind of like he's getting, he was getting back into it at the same time as me. And he's actually the same, very similar to me where he, he started producing around the same time as I did. And then right around the same time I did, uh, my computer broke. He kind of stopped. Well, it was about a year or two after that. He like moved yeah. to Portland and then that's when he stopped. Um, and so he was gone for four or five years too. And so he's finally started, you know, making stuff and we were hanging out. We were just kind of playing and uh, playing around with uh, FL studio, just having fun, collaborating, whatever. And uh, nothing, super productive happened but it was just like you know like kind of like a good conductive environment for creativity and so when i went home that was like boom it was like a like a powder keg and just i i worked on uh i don't want nobody to know my name um which is uh kind of like a remix of drugs by uh, cool keith um and um it didn't intend, it didn't start off as a remix of cool keys uh eventually i like I, my plan was to compile enough tracks for an ep or an album and actually go through and record over them like rap over them um but i just started having so much fun with like getting acapellas and stuff and i noticed like 
you know, one of my favorite producers knowledge, he will like go through and like, he'll make, he'll make like, I don't know. He makes an absurd amount of music. Um, and he drops an absurd amount of beat tapes and albums or whatever a, a year. And so I was thinking like, you know, I, I could just, I, I have them. I feel like I have the amount of momentum to, to kind of do that where I just, work on a lot of music, work on a lot of beats, and then the stuff that I really, really like and I really want to rap over, then I'll do that. Um, you know, and I've been rap and I've been writing and kinda like practicing and I've recorded a few things, recorded a few lyrics that I wrote, but they're not good. Um, especially since I'm using the microphone, the headset that I'm talking on right now. Mm-hmm. And you can't use your diaphragm at all because you'll blow you'll you'll pop it, you know. Mm-hmm. So um um but yeah, it's like I've had a lot. Of, I've had a lot of fun just kind of taking acapellas and stuff and freaking them the way I want to freak them, you know. And like, so I, you know, I started with that. I did a couple Nas, um, which one you'll hear probably later on. Uh, I did a couple Nas remixes. One, one is the first one's called Majiba Dance, which is uh, it ain't hard to tell. Um, and then the other one is Your Time's Up, and that is uh major look um and then i did a re like a kind of like this g funky west coast remix of hit em up style and put uh put a verse of temptations by tupac on it um so it's like she's the whole premise behind that song is she's her uh she caught her man cheating you know while he was scheming hey but hey but hey but hey but hey he mean yeah uh uh and then Tupac's verse, so it's like her side of the story of like catching her man cheating and like taking revenge on him, and then her her boyfriend's uh, or her man side of it, which is like, you know, like I'm trying real hard to be fucking, you know, to be to be good, but like temptations got me, you know, like just kind of like it's a I don't know I thought it was a when I when I started remixing it, I'm like man, temptations would probably be really good for this like like thematic thematically you know so uh and then i did some doom stuff some mf doom remixes and i'm just having fun yeah man i'm glad you're just having i am glad you're just like you're not you know because back in the day you would like you'd really like dial in and try and just like package together a theme for your like eps and like it would yeah it would take you a minute to finish them and this is just like i'm working on a song in like seven hours maybe and yeah. And just like releasing it and, and it's just like these like fun, just weird remixes of like songs and yep. so something I've never heard you do before and I've been really enjoying it. And there's this yeah. one song that you did that uh, I think really stands out to me that I want to share with everybody. Um, it's Sundial. Um, I think it's one of your like grooviest songs you've made since coming back. Um, and so tell me about this one. Tell me about your approach with this one. Um. Okay, sundial. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I had just got done making. Or we can talk about it after if you want. No. 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 Let's do it. Oh, it's up to you. But I mean, uh, yeah. Go ahead and listen to it. Then I can kind of right. think of what my thoughts were at the time. All right, cool. Here's sundial, but on cue. And the hours speeding across the face of my sundial. the flowers closing their eyes for the night. It was wonderful. 
Changes that normally took hours occurring in seconds. And as yet I was traveling very slowly. What if I went faster? Let's, what, what, break that one down. Be, be. Oh, so yeah, okay. I uh, that one I started making after I did a a little remix of um, uh, a Comethazine song, and uh, it I found the sample like as I was making that other song, and I was just like, it was kind of no. It, I so I found it. It was like a really really good like just one of the best samples I've ever heard. Uh, and it's a G minor and I really like G minor um, so I built a bass for it um, you know but made a rotor bass line to it um, and uh, yeah I mean as I was making it I was like just like I don't know I had a lot of fun making that it was very like with headphones or not with headphones and without just sitting here like kind of in the room by myself like just listening to that sample and listening to the beat that I made around it, like, damn, this is some really good shit. Like, you know, like not to like pat myself on the back, but like it was, it was making my brain very happy to, to make that music, make that song. So I love the baseline um, in it. It kind of just wrote it. It kind of just wrote itself. Um, you know, like not like it just like I got lost in it. And that's what like, kind of like, a lot of this stuff is um, 
you know, with my other stuff, it would take me a while to make it and work on it. And like, I would nitpick and stuff. Um, you know, I, I just thinking too much with this, like I just get lost in it. And then after a while of making it, I realize, Oh, it's good to go. You know, like I can, I can do a few more things to this and it's, it's cut and release. Um, and to be honest with you, so I'm like, I put like about at least five, five or six hours in everything. Um, and I mean, it's better than I've ever made. I feel like it's the best music I've ever made. Um, um, you know, and it's not like the other stuff. A lot of the beats that I made before, I would kind of like get it done around the same time that I'm getting stuff done now too. But I would just sit on it for so long and like not, you know, it would just took me forever. So like even like with Beaches, I had planned on that being like eight or nine track EP. I had other tracks for it um, that I was working on, but I just, I hated them. I hated them. So I didn't release them. And uh, I'm glad that's not something that I'm experiencing right now. I'm just so happy to be back and making music and happy to be sharing it with people that none of that other stuff kind of matters. Do you have plans to like put together like a actual package EP? Yeah, actually I'm not, it's not going to be an EP. It's going to be a full album. Um, yeah, I want to, I want, what I'm, so what I'm doing is I'm kind of like go on some of these tracks you're, you're hearing like sundial for sure will be on the album. Um, you're like a lot of the stuff I'm putting on SoundCloud, um, is like an audition for what I want in the album, you know? So some of these are not going to get on the album a lot. Like some of these remixes are not going to get on the album. Um, but, um, you know, and a lot of people nowadays, I don't know if they have the, the attention span, I guess. Like with a lot of, with a lot of music, people are just kind of like, list, like listening to the radio. They don't like listening to the full albums and stuff like that. Um, so like, even if it's like a stream or something or like a playlist, they're not, they're, their attention is being demanded by so many other things. It's so saturated. So I've been releasing stuff week, like, like weekly or daily, I guess. Um, and I feel like that like is good for kind of pe- how people consume music now. And eventually I'll put out an album for people like you <laughs> who sit at a desk and like listening to albums and like going through like kind of like a, a music like a story or experience you know that takes them somewhere um and uh you know so i'll probably be putting on spotify you know and uh on itunes and stuff like that and it's tunecore makes it really easy you know you can either pay ten dollars for a single or 25 dollars for an album so i'm thinking like i'll drop a 15 track album for 25 bucks on TuneCore and it'll get on everything. And you gotta uh, get like samples like cleared and stuff like that for those kind of things. Yeah. Uh, okay. So for the remixes, um, I'm not so worried about what the music, some of the sample, like the music samples. Um, so like if I just got rid of the remixes themselves or the, the, vo- the vocals from like Nas or whatever, um, then, um, uh, then I'll be all right. Like I can get someone else to rap over it or I can rap over it. Um, but you know, there's like, there's nothing wrong with like releasing, like releasing a beat, beat tape and then being like, uh, like a couple months down the line, releasing it 
again, but this time with lyrics or people rapping over them. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what I kind of want to do. I just want to, like, release tracks. I want to put out music, um, and I want to do it at a good uh, good rhythm, you know, because my goal is, like, I would like to get a – I'm looking for, a, for to, like, a kind of remote job eventually here to, like, um, stay at home uh, because, you know, the corona is not going anyway – not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, so – I'd rather be at home and then being at home will kind of like, you know, I don't know, it's my favorite place to be. So <laughs> that's where I'm most creative, obviously. So, um, you know, that's where I'm kind of pivoting and I want to pivot towards producing, produ like having a, a huge, like a big collection of tracks that I've made. And so when I go, I can like, what I want to do is uh, maybe start a Twitch stream where I like do DJ mixes and stuff of my own stuff and like other people's stuff, like local artists and like, you know, like the classics, like throw in like a, you know, uh, throw in like, you know, shook ones or something like every once in a while. But like, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I want to do. And I want to like uh, have my fiance sort of take over like and be eventually if, if we can have her like become my full-time business and like social media manager where she can just like kind of like push like Von Cute as a brand so that you know, you know I can start making money doing Twitch stuff or doing like DJ sets or doing live shows or um, or like you know like virtual live shows or something like that um, you know so that know, it just seems like something really fun to do um, yeah. you know I've, I've been interested in doing streaming uh video game streaming i'm still interested in doing that like i could do both dj and video game streaming at the same time holy shit um uh you know so that's that's basically where i kind of want to go where my goal is right now so i gotta get like the equipment for it um and i got this tower i got from someone that's a pc tower i don't think it's a, I like the innards are worth anything but i'm gonna like take it out and rebuild it like build a build a streaming streaming rig you know um and streaming and maybe a production rig at some point uh the mac i have right now is actually awesome for music program music software um and it's an old mac i think this mac was built two years after the laptop i had so it's old you know um but it runs it runs pretty good um i mean i used to hate the mac os but i I like it. It's fine. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, I can run a lot of stuff on, on Fruity Loops that I could not run on that, that laptop. And it's using only like a 10th of my Ram. Huh. So I, I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, and I have a lot of mixer tracks, a lot of yeah, I mean, the, that stuff. rig came like that was built for like high intensity, like video production. Yeah, I, you could um, tell. I so you know, I'm thinking I might end up downloading some video and like um, photo Photoshop types things on here. Um, you know, like this might switch to like Claire's kind of like, uh, especially once I start you know doing it. This might switch to more of like the business side of shit, where like you know we're making graphics and videos and and stuff like that for for my for music and my songs. Yeah, baby. 
so here's another one, the what you mentioned earlier, a remix of an MF Doom song. Yes, uh, this one. Off the meat grinder. Yeah, dripping off the meat grinder. Uh, I gotta tell you, MF Doom is a huge, huge, huge like was and is still a huge influence in just my interest in making music in general. Well, him, him and Madlib. Um, Madlib's a producer. Um, I mean, just like a lot of my early persona was, you know, like villain. Like I just copped villain from from MF Doom. Like that was like my like I've developed a lot of my persona, my artists off of that. Uh, like a lot of my lyrics were kind of like similar to MF Doom. Um, and uh, you know, so I. You know, it's. I felt like it was right. You know, to to finally put him over one of my beats, and uh, so I made. I made two. I made this one, and then the other one I made. Uh, I'll talk about later. So we'll get into the track. Here's dripping off the meat grinder by Von Q. Every thousand years, I test each life system in the universe. I visit it with mysteries, earthquakes, unpredicted eclipses, strange craters in the wilderness. If these are taken as natural, I judge that system. Ignorant and harmless, I spare it. But if the hand of Ming is recognized in these events, I judge that system dangerous to us. Tripping off the peak kind of dripping off the meat grinder Heat niner, pimping, stripping, soft, sweet minor China was a neat sign of trouble with the script Is it's double dip, bubble lip, subtle list, midget Borderline, schizo, sort of fine, tits dough Pour the wine, order grind, quarter to nine, let's go Ever since 10-11, glad she made a brethren Then his last down, seven alligator, seven At the gates of heaven, knocking, no answer Slow dancer, hopeless romancer Dopest flow stances, yes, no, villain Metal face to Destro, guess so, still incredible in escrow. Just say ho, I'll test the yayo. Wild West, I'll fest y'all best to lay low. Hey bro, day glow, set the bet, pay dope before the cheddar get away, best to get Mako. The worst hated God, perpetrated hard fingers demonstrated in the perforated hard labors. In all quad flavors, large savers. Still back in the game like Jack LaLanne, think you know the name, don't rack your brain. Songs lit in the booth with the best host doing bong hits on the roof in the west coast. He's at it again, mad at the pen. Glad that we win a tad fat in a bad hat for men. Grind the cinnamon, Manhattan, raw mongers. You can find the villain in satin. Gong us, the van screeches, the old man preaches about the gold sand beaches. The cold hand reaches for the old tan Elises. good stuff baby thank you thank you thank you oh yeah baby Ooh. that's nice that makes my ears feel nice yeah oh, that's man. what i'm going for that's what i'm going for just nice chill chill stuff yeah baby uh so guys it is time for our next segment uh ask mdvh segment and we have a new theme uh, for Ask MDVH, brought to you by Von Cute himself. 
Heyo. SWBH. It's not play. <laughs> uh oh. Ask them, baby. Ask them. You know, you left like 15 seconds of silence. <laughs> like 10 seconds of silence after you. I did? Yeah. I did not mean to do deal. that. It's not, it's not hurting anybody. Um, yay. Ask MDBH is our, our segment where you ask us questions. Uh, feel free to contribute by using the hashtag AskMDBH. Uh, tag me at Michael Dupree VH on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, go if you're a friend with me on Facebook. Uh, just go to the thread or go to the Twitter thread or go to the Instagram story thread. Uh, yeah. You know, there's lots of ways to ask questions, and we have some great questions for you today. I don't know why I'm talking like this. <laughs> um, all right, the number one question. I think uh, might spark some interesting debate. Alex Mites asked if you should. I think she meant if you could, but if, or maybe she did type could and I just mistyped it. If you could only eat one kind of olive for the rest of your life, what olives would they be? Oh, dude. I have an interesting history with olives because for a long time, I didn't think I liked them. For most, for majority of my life, I thought that they were disgusting. Uh, and then uh, when I worked at Domino's a few years ago, I like finally tried like black olives on a pizza and realized that they were actually good. But uh-huh. I still thought I didn't like green olives uh, at this point. Uh, but I st- and I also still didn't like love black olives, I'd, so I didn't usually eat them. Uh-huh. Uh, I was very sparing with them. And then uh, at a company Christmas party like two years ago, I was very drunk, and we were at this like restaurant at like the last stop of the night. We had like a party bus, and someone had ordered like olives, like an olive appetizer, and I like started eating it. And I didn't know it at the time because I never had them before, but they were Kalamata olives. And uh, I just Those smashed the whole bowl of them. Dude, and yeah. I fell in love with that. And I, d- I didn't know what they were. I just thought they were black olives. I'm like, I've never had black olives that good before. Um, so then I started eating black olives all the time. And I'm like, yeah, these are great. And then I ate, I, found, I don't know where, where I found it, but they actually had a, a Kalamata olive somewhere. And I'm like, Oh, that's what I ate. And now I just yeah. always have a giant jar of Kalamata olives in my fridge. And if I'm like, I mean, ideally, if I'm like craving something at like midnight, I'll just go into the kitchen and I'll just like eat like four Kalamata olives. <laughs> so my answer is Kalamata. I could eat nothing but Kalamata olives forever. Is, is, a, is Kalamata olive uh, considered a dark olive or a black olive? Uh, I thought it was more like kind of like in the middle of between a green and a taste wise it it tastes right in the middle yeah um, it, it does, and then after I started loving Kalamata olives I came around to green olives too and now I just am, I'm an olive fan oh yeah yeah they're a large dark purple olive yeah I mean I guess I guess if a Kalamata olive is considered a black olive I would go with a black olive but typically like for snacking purposes there's nothing better than the green just like regular like you could just get like you can go to um Cantoros or any like you know Mediterranean food store and they'll have an olive bar just get any of them they're all good like that's a hard I mean I would go with green olive if I had to eat only one olive I would I would go with green 
I'd say Kalamata Olive. Easy. Easy peasy. Well, okay, again. All right, so if if we consider Kalamata, because I don't want to go without those. So if I think they are considered no, I black. Think they're, I think they're considered separate from, like, the typical black olive or typical green olive. I think they're separate. Oh. Well, okay, so if it is a separate category, then obviously I'm going with that. I don't there care. You, you can go with black. You know. But, yeah, they're they're amazing. They got, like, such, like, a good flavor to them. They, they're so I, salty Nick, and savory. Nick was so surprised when I said I just, like, straight up eat them out of the jar when I'm, like, hungry i'm like dude it tastes like it gives you like after you eat it it feels like you just ate like a thing of salami like it's got that like experience that taste profile and like it's yeah. like meaty kind of he's like he thought i was out of his, my mind and i'm like dude, what? here you go and how would you not and he's like oh yeah dude that is just like eating a piece of salami yeah i yeah i would not like i even like i like the ones with pits like i'll just eat it like spout the pit somewhere and boom yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. I need now. I want to go to Kroger and buy a bunch of like stuffed olives. Yeah, now I want to go get some olives. Uh, yeah, I, I'm right next Emily, to Emily. Bought me. I used to get them in like these like the little skinny jars, but uh, Emily was like at the uh, must have gone to Costco or something, and she got me just like this like gallon sized <laughs> jar of Kalamata olives that. Are, so I just always have that on deck now. Hell yeah, yeah. I live next to a Mediterranean, really good Mediterranean bakery called. Beirut Bakery, and they have olives on deck. So I'm gonna, I might go after this and get some. Nice. Uh, good, so, good question. Good question. Good question, Alex. Uh, next question comes from the boy Matt Morley. Uh, oh, he asked, he asked this question. I think ironically, because he, he and I were talking about how he, how much he hates like questions like this. Uh, uh-huh. But the question is: Is an elephant ear a cornflake? Uh Man, I want to answer this because it's Matt, but I'm like so close to like saying I don't have an opinion on it. Uh, so I guess I got to force one. Uh, no, I guess it's not. It's like a donut. Yeah, to me, I it's, a, think it it's a donut. I don't think it, there's, it's, a pa- it's a pastry. Like a, a cornflake no is cor- in a. Well, there's no corn in it. <laughs> it's not like. It, isn't like see like uh like corn fried or something? I don't know. No, it's but, it's like yeast and flour. Yeah, no, it's not a corn. It's not a corn flake. It's it's a pastry. It's a it's like a donut, dude. No, an elephant ear. That's and pretty good. Flakes. Yeah, well, both both are pretty good stuff. Not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, no, Matt. The answer is no. It's not. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Uh, no. Our resident uh, best question asker, Derek Matry, asks. Uh, oh. He wants to know our opinion on Cincinnati's signature dis- dish okay. of skyline chili on top of cooked spaghetti is okay. it culinary genius or a food abomination so i've never had this and i don't think you ever have before and i, I have also not don't know that i've ever heard of this okay i have um all right so, so occasionally it's, it's 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 chili on top of spaghetti yes like um but just, they're like just noodle it's not like on top of like a, a dish like marinara sauce right i think it has marinara but maybe not um, I do know that I'm pretty sure the chili sauce serves as the marinara, um, as the sauce. Um, but no, they're like main thing. It's based out of like Southern Ohio, like Cincinnati. It's like, they make really ridiculous chili dogs. Um, and those look great, but like that, like that. So to give some context to the story and why I have an opinion on this, um, I think the, the pasta dish is an abomination. I think that's ridiculous. 
Um, number one, I don't like I don't like ground beef with pasta. I think it's got an annoying texture with the Wait, pasta. What? So you don't yeah, like, I don't, like meat spaghetti? No, I do not like meat spaghetti. I would rather have meatballs or I'd rather have uh, Italian sausage cut up. Huh. Um, I do not. I've never liked the texture of ground beef in, in pasta. I think it ruins it. Uh, I'd rather have chopped vegetables, you know, diced vegetables in it, um, like you know, uh, onions and peppers or whatever. Um, so uh, to put chili on top of a pasta seems seems highly revolting and unpleasing and a, not a very good experience for me. Um, I would try their hot dog with the chili because that sounds great. Um, but yeah, so the story is we go, our pack occasionally goes down to Kentucky and Tennessee to do stuff. Um, and the last two times uh, I had a coworker who was like, you guys have to try Skyline chili. You have to get the pasta dish. And I'm like, you have no idea how bad that sounds to me and how much I wouldn't, I would just never do that. I would never eat it. Uh, I would try their, I would, I am more open to trying their hot dogs, but like, I think the last thing you want to do when you're on a road trip or like coming back from a long week of installing stuff, suck on a chili dog. It's have a chili dog and like just rip ass the whole time on the way back. Like, no, thank you. Like we're going to stop at Panera and that's the final thing. Like we're eating healthy. <laughs> like yeah. we are not eating a fucking chili dog in a, a 26 foot box truck. Sorry, dude. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, Derek, I, I think that's an abomination. Uh, I'm, I'm not like you can, people can eat it and people can enjoy it. Um, but not for me, man. Not no, for I'm, me. I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. Whereas like, well, I mean, while I do agree that like, I would prefer a, like maybe a chicken or maybe a sliced yeah. sausage or yep. a meatball. Yep. Anything like, like that. that. I would yep. prefer that. I do like just like ground beef and spaghetti. Um, yeah. well, it's like, there's nothing better than like chicken parm, dude. You know, it's good. It is good. Uh, but um, I, would definitely try this. Um, I, I just out of curiosity, I don't know that I would like it very much, but I, def- I definitely don't think I would call it a food abomination. Uh, but I also I, definitely I, would I, not call it culinary genius. Yeah, I wouldn't call it, it a food, like, food abomination, but I, 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 it's it's revolting at least to me. So there you go. You know what? I think they missed the mark on. I think maybe putting this kind of chili on like white rice. That sounds interesting to me. That does sound good. And again, I don't understand why, like, you know, like, yeah, if you put, if you, like, I like ground up stuff like chicken kima, chicken kima is a, uh, as an uh, Indian thing. It's like ground chicken, uh, with rice. It's awesome. So it's like change the, change the, the pasta, basically change the grain and you'll have success with chili. I feel like, or with ground, ground beef. So Ray thinks it's a food food abomination. I'm somewhere in the middle. Uh, I would try it, but I don't know that I'd like it or ever have it. Oh, God. Um, all right. And Lauren asks the question of the year. Oh. Who is your favorite Muppet? Who is my favorite Muppet? I mean, funnily enough, me and you were actually talking about this the other day. Yeah. Uh, Gonzo. Uh, Gonzo. Gonzo's Why? always been your favorite. Yeah, Gonzo's always been my favorite. I don't know. He... Uh, he, uh, it was, and even before he was a fashion icon. I don't know. I relate. I guess I relate to him. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, I've always liked him. I've always thought he was 
he I thought I always thought he was the okay I was a kid I always thought he was the cutest one um and uh I don't know I think he's funny I think he's a funny little muppet uh he's underrated you know people love Kermit which I I think has merit uh you know people love the thing or crazy animal whatever animal, is the name yeah. animal yeah uh you know people love him people love beaker and stuff like that and and whatever but yeah gonzo is where it's at and like i don't know if it's because he's blue and furry and i like that you know like uh i love rover mm-hmm. so and that's sesame street so uh yeah I, gonzo's the man uh you know and miss pig miss pig's like Piggy? second yeah miss pig oh no it's, the it's, brevity thing it's it's Miss Pig if you're nasty. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that's any secret. My favorite is Kermit. Uh, oh, yeah. I love the little guy. He's wholesome as hell. He, uh. I relate to him. Uh, he is... I, I love his story. Uh, if you look at, like... I don't know. He, I relate him so much to Jim Henson because he just like seems like an extension of Jim Henson to me. Yeah. Um, and... I love, you know, the Muppet movie, the original one, like, strong con- emotional connection to him in that, his little his little story in that boy. I uh, loved A Muppet's Christmas Carol so oh, yeah. much. And Such his, a good movie. Uh, I don't know how many people know this about me, but my favorite movie of all time is The Muppet's uh, Reboot in 2011. Um, it's my number one favorite movie. Uh, it's uh, friendly. To be honest with you, that's surprising with all the movies you've seen. And uh, not that, okay, I'm not saying that because I expect The Muppets to be not a good movie because I bet you it's a really good movie because everything that I've seen The Muppets in, like, has been a good movie, right? So, uh, but, like, man, like, over, like, I don't know, uh, Goodfellas or Pulp Fiction, I don't know. But, like, all right. I mean, hey, that's, that's cool. I mean, Look, if you, it's, 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 I haven't it's seen it, so I don't know. Emotional connection. It's got the right humor. It's got the songs. It's got the Muppets. It is perfect. It is a perfect yeah. movie. Uh, and, and, and I don't know. It, I thought, I thought it was interesting when they re- rebooted the show into uh, like an office type of I'm, I think I'm the only format. person on earth who liked that show. I don't, I, I mean, who, what? Like it's better than some of the other ones that have been have come out. Like, but <laughs> like uh, I, I, I mean, when I from from what I watched, I can tell you one thing, and I'm not trying to shit all over. Uh, God, what is it? Um, what's the what's the there was park there's the Office Parks and Rec, and then there's the one on ABC with uh with the guy uh with the guy from um Married with Children. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. It's the one. It just ended. Uh, it's got the one very, very pretty Italian woman. Oh, um, Modern Family. Yeah, and that Muppet show was a lot funnier. And I don't more think Sofia Vergara is Italian. I thought she was Italian. No. Oh. Uh, I do that for the longest time. I thought she was Italian. Colombian. Oh. Um. But then again, because I got, I've only watched, I've watched that show in the gym a lot, and uh, and like occasionally, like on cable. Um, but 
I think it, uh, that's a funny show, but like, man, how did the like how did the Muppets get canceled? That was way funnier, I think. But whatever. Um, but the new show, the Muppets Muppets Now on Disney Plus, there's only been one episode out as far as uh, the recording of this episode, but it is good. It is a uh, uh, basically just a modern version of the original Muppets Variety Hour, a variety yeah. show. Um, I don't know, man, and I know, like, I, I, I look the Muppets 2011. Is it like? a cinematic masterpiece in the same way that Citizen Kane is? I mean, yes. Uh, so. Hey, I mean, if, if like, I mean, cause like the Muppets can say, like, I mean, I'm sure it's a good movie, you know, and uh, you should I'm watch sh- it. I, I probably Plus. will at some point. Um, Just watch it today. I got stuff to do, pal. No, you don't. You don't yeah. you have an hour and a half to, to sit. To I'm, hang- much I'm hanging out with my friend Jeremy today. Well, you guys can watch it together. No, he we're we're very serious music men. We have A and R business. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So that's the answer. Kermit is the best Muppet, uh, in my opinion. Uh, also, Swedish Chef. Like, come on. Uh, all right. So it is time. We are almost to the end of our show, uh, but we have one more a little segment left. Uh, so, you know, there's a phenomena taking of, uh, I don't know if it's a dead meme at this point, but people will take songs that are in major key or minor key and turn them into the opposite. So they'll take a major key yeah, song for a minor. It's been happening for a few years now. Um, so the technic, if you're not familiar with what this means, uh, basically a major key contains the first, third, and fifth degree of the major scale, a minor chord contains the uh, the first flattened third and fifth degree of the major scale of that note. Uh, for the layman, basically, this just means a major chord usually sounds happy and bright. A minor key, mm-hmm. a minor chord uh, usually sounds dark, ominous, and sad. Somber. Uh, so this leads us to this week's game. Major minor swap. So in this game, I picked a song that's usually in either a ma- I mean, it's either in a major key or it's in a minor key, and I found a version that flips it, uh, and I will play a section of the song for you, Ray, and you got to tell me what song it is based on the segment that I tell you. Okay, All what right? song it is? Okay. Yes. So this first song, round one. Uh... Round one theme. <laughs> All right. Love it. Here, this one is by a man named Sir Leo on YouTube. Okay. All right. He's a lion. You can shout it out whenever you want. Or I'll stop it. I don't know. I don't. It's definitely in a minor key. Yep. Uh, originally in a major key, and it got swapped to minor key. But it still sounds like to me that still. It doesn't sound like I know. Like people say, minor key is supposed to be more somber, 
but like dude i make songs in minor keys that sound like they're just like kind of like yeah, chill, it's, low it's energy. More, i mean that's just the typical emotional reaction that reaction. yeah but if yeah. you did hear the song in its normal form you would agree that this does sound um, sadder it, it sounds yeah it just sounds darker maybe darker um uh, so do you have any guesses that, so far uh can you play one more time most of these other songs in fact i think all of the other ones are the originals that just got tuned and reworked into minor key this is the only one i think so i started a little hard uh that's actually a cover yeah that's what i was thinking like it sounds like a cover of something it sounds familiar it sounds like something from the 70s though and that's all i can you're on the right track um can you just play one more time yep I'm going to hate myself because I probably know it. Oh, you uh, definitely know it. I think the God. last, that last part is the key. Is it, is it a Steely Dan song? No. No, I don't know. I don't know. It's, right. I know, it's not a tip. It's like, I know what it is. I can kind of hear it, but. Uh, and by the way, the, if you get, so there's five rounds. Uh-huh. If you get three right. Uh, you get a jar of Kalamata olives. Hell yeah, that would be sweet. So, so you give up? I, you give up on this one? <sighs> Just play. Like the, the the lyrics that are coming in my head. Jesus is just alright with me. Oh, is it uh, um, fucking uh, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire? September. September, yeah. This is fucking sweet. Send this to me. I like that. It sounds good in minor key. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it sounds good. I like also, is that a accordion he's playing? Uh, it's a, what, what is that called? It's like a little keyboard and he, he's oh, uh, yeah. the, the yeah. little tube in the yeah. mouth. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but I know I really about. want one of those. Oh, I think it's a vote. Is that a vocoder? Is that what it, no, Melodica. Melodica, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want one of those. That Those are so yeah. fun. Um, all right, so you got it. You got it. Yeah. Number one. Um this next one is minor key that switched the, the originals in minor. The original uh-huh. got switched to major. Oh, this is exciting. I don't think I've done this. I don't think I, I mean, I've all right, go ahead. And all of the rest of these are by a guy named Oleg Berg on YouTube. So he does a okay. lot of these and they're awesome. And again, all the, the rest of these, I believe are the original versions that just got swapped around. Okay. Um, now this is going to be a shorter clip because this, the, the singing starts sooner. So I got to stop. Right. It early. All right. So here is the next song. Oh, yeah, I know what this is. Sweet Dreams, the Arithmics. Yep. Sweet dreams are made of this sounds terrible. God, does this sound terrible? I, you know what? I want, and that's the thing, is that 
maybe like if nauseating. It was a, maybe if there was a cover, it would sound better. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Like, it doesn't sound, the audio file sounds like almost like a, the feeling you kind of get when you went up and down the power tower too much. It's like, you know, like it's like a nauseating, stretchy <laughs> yeah. kind of feeling. Um, that's right. what I get when I when I hear that. You got two out of three right, or two out of five right. So you just yep. need one more yeah. uh, to get the the, the Kalamata olives. So, all right. Uh, this next one comes from Oleg Berg. It is minor to major key. Okay. Again. So. Oh, House of the Rising Sun. Yeah. This sounds good. This is a major, yeah. Yeah, this sounds good. I like that. Yeah, it like it changed. It changes like the. It's like the the original. It's like a kind of like a like a reflecting on failure type of thing. Whereas yeah. this one's like, I've been through some shit, but I'm still, I came out the other side. Yeah. You know? You win, olives. You yeah! Win all right, but let's see if you can uh, just get some bonus. Yeah, let's, get let's these fun. Next two. fun, fun, fun. All right, so this fun, next fun, one fun. is major key swap to minor key. Okay. Madonna, material girl. Damn, man. Got it. I thought this would be harder. <laughs> that sounds good too, man. <laughs> Sounds good too. Oh man, actually, no, I want to hear the, uh, uh, the the chorus. It's shoegazy. Yeah, that sounds great. It's shoegazy uh, a little bit. So, uh, and I've been forgetting to read the YouTube comments on these. I'm going to go back, but this one, uh, the, someone's uh, H91 on YouTube says, this song is much better reflection of materialism. Uh, yeah. And yeah, then the minor someone key, else says, Hyanthesis, I don't know how to say that, says, uh, material girl, but it's done by Marina and the Diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> um, the previous one, the uh, uh, House of a Rising Sun, Lurch321 says, and I think to myself, what a wonderful house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oleg, or the, uh, the Sweet Dreams one, this, has, this feels like the overly happy music that a serial killer would be playing as he's chasing you. Yeah, it's like uh, uh, Patrick Bateman playing Huey Lewis in the news before he chops up <laughs> what's-his-face. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the, uh, September, uh, re- the September major to minor scale, Chris O'Brien on YouTube says, when you miss September 21st by one day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, and the last one for all of the bacon. Uh, let's see if you can get this one. This 
is also by Oleg Berg. Major to minor key. gonna say this sounds like the eagles after it gets reworked but it's not the eagles it's not even in the same like era as the eagles really mm-hmm. well when did the song originally come out? i i don't know if you're gonna get this one it's so it's this it came out in the 90s early 90s early 90s okay give me give me a good Sounds like Hotel California. It does sound like Hotel California. It also reminds me of Pink Floyd a little bit too. Yeah. And that was from major to minor? Major to minor, yep. Really? I don't know. I don't know the, the early '90s. It sounds like like a like maybe something. And you definitely know this song. I'll give you a hint. The song was a meme a couple years back. I mean, I'm just thinking Smash Mouth for some reason now. It's not Smash Mouth. Um. God, I don't. It's not Smash Mouth. Um, is it? Is it a Soundgarden song? I got, nope. I don't know. What was the meme? I can't tell you because you would get it right away. It was a meme related to an old '80s cartoon. God, that's even more. Uh. I'm. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I know. Now I know what the meme. I know what the meme you're talking about. That's what I thought it was. Was the he man thing? I don't know the. I don't know the name of the artist or the song. Oh really? It's What's yeah. Up by Four Non Okay. Yeah. Four Non Blondes. Uh, sounds great to me that does sound good the steve yeah. cast on youtube says damn santana worked with everyone on that album i know right that's what i was thinking like guitar sounds like santana uh the chords sound like an eagles or a pink floyd song 
Um, uh, yeah, that's cool. I didn't, I wouldn't have, I, I don't, I know that song. I just don't know the name of the, the, the title. So. Well, there you go. You are a winner. That's you not, get, oh, you get a jar of Kalamata olives. That's fun. That's fun. So, okay. So some songs, like if I've heard it a billion times, you know, like material girl, like I'm going to immediately know what it is based on like how you know the, the how they're playing it you know what i'm saying like how it's the the bpm and whatever yeah like it's you know well there you go well congratulations yeah. buddy you win Yay! i get a whole jar of kalamata olives <laughs> all right that is our show thank you so much for being on today ray ray yeah uh and uh just as a reminder, guys, uh, how about we go ahead and arrest the, the uh, killers of Rihanna Taylor? Let's see yeah, that. that'd be pretty cool. Um, you know, uh, it's still nothing has happened in, as far as I'm aware in that case. Uh, again, a reminder that that link everyone's been sharing around uh, that says like the FBI is investigating is back from like May. Nothing new has happened. Um, uh, also, a new tragedy has struck our dear world uh, in the last within the last week. Uh, Beirut, uh, as I'm sure many of you are aware, um, has experienced a massive explosion. Um, I'm not. I don't know exactly what. I mean, we know what the cause was. So the ammonium nitrate exploded at like in this warehouse um not much more details are i'm aware of uh, at this point but donate to the lebanese uh red cross there's lebanese food banks uh that you can donate to um a lot of charities and, and stuff that you can you can uh research and, and and donate to to help help out over there um horrifying stuff um so Support yeah. your fellow uh, humans and uh, Black Lives Matter. Um, wear a mask when you go outside uh, or when you go out. Uh, yeah. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll be back next week with more fun. Bye. The Michael Debris Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network. If you like what you heard today, give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you're so inclined. And uh, follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Right.